Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Come on. Hey, yeah. oh, oh, the day of Pentecost, they were all in one accord, waiting for the promise of a spirit of the Lord. One hundred and twenty gathered in one place, fervent to pray for the spirit of grace. When suddenly there came a sound of rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is there, spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there, spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days I pour out my spirit, saved the Lord. It is radio show. Good to have you with us tonight, this June 4th, 2023. If you're listening, this is a live broadcast, June 4th, 2023. Otherwise, you'll hear it on a podcast later. But it's good to have you. If you're if you're just tuning in for the first time, Pastor Bob Simons, the New Life 
Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive. We have services on Wednesdays, Sundays, and we have a bunch of churches in this area, too. So if you're listening in the area, we can find you a church in Beach, Bowman, Beulah, Newtown, Williston, Mandan, Bismarck, Minot, all over this area. So, And, and I'm going to be giving out my cell number, and that's 701-290-7862. You can text me throughout the program. Some of you have to email because you're out of the country. That's robertsimons58 at gmail.com, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. I'll try to read all those. My wife said that when I'm reading my text, she can tell on the air because I go, um, 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 um. So I got to quit doing that, I guess. But so far, people have texted me. We got a bunch of preachers that texted me. We got, see, Brother Griffith texted me from Great Falls, Montana. Got Brother Johnson down in Arizona somewhere. Brother Luna eating his um, burritos or whatever he's eating down in um, Wapaton area. We got Mike listening from the county jail here. Good to have Mike listening. What a what a good spirit that this man has. He um, Today in our jail service at the county jail, we probably had, oh, I don't know, 35 people there. And uh, Mike and another man had their hands raised. They were worshiping the Lord while we were singing and really changed the whole atmosphere of the program. We got a sister... Yvonne and Marin are listening down in Bowman. She just texted me, too. 701-290-7862. Pastor Bob Simons, the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota. Now, uh, we've got a, a guest tonight in the studio with us, and so uh, we're excited about that. I kind of twisted his arm and made him come in tonight to do this. But I've got a pastor from Moorhead, Minnesota, Warren Joyce, uh, with me. Pastors the Life Point Sanctuary in Moorhead, Minnesota. He and his wife were doing a little vacationing out this way and uh, showed up in church and preached today. And, and well, I'm so glad you did preach what you did. We had had a lot of visitors there today, and we've got a bunch of people coming from a kind of a halfway house here in town. And uh, I mean, there's some really exciting things going on in our church, just always full of visitors, all new people. Lot, just We're just excited about what's happening, and we need a Holy Ghost breakthrough with some of these people. But, Brother Joyce, uh, welcome to the studio. Thank you. And uh, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself before you get into your topic. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Warren Joyce, I uh, now live in, in actually live in, in Horace, North Dakota, and pastor in Moorhead, and it's just right across the Red River there. I uh, really have uh, felt so welcomed here in, this, in both districts, in Minnesota and in the North Dakota district, and we really just love it here. Um, came over to... Medora for um, our 22nd anniversary. My wife just turned uh, 40. <laughs> She's probably going to be upset with me now that I mentioned that online or uh, on the air here. But here, uh, you know, it is what it is. We had a good birthday and a good anniversary, and just um, enjoying the the North. We're originally from the South, you know, and it's a it's a pretty big change. But but we love it. We really do. So, well, it's good to good to have you in this area. We have a little history going together too, because. His oldest daughter married one of my grandsons, so oh, yes. we're kind of kind of related now. And, yeah, that's right. And uh, I could sure see why he married her. Oh, she, she, <laughs> she's awful pretty, and a really nice girl too. It's just really been nice to me. Well, why don't you go ahead and introduce your topic? And we're gonna uh, text me tonight if you have questions for Brother Joyce <coughs> or even scriptures that you want to add to this. I'll go ahead and jot them down, slip them pieces of paper while the program's going on. But that, that number you can text is 701-290-7862. Go ahead. Sure. Now, what I want to talk about tonight um, is a subject that many of us know quite a bit about. It's the gift of the Holy Ghost. And um, 
I just felt led that this, this is what I should talk about, and it's uh, in the in service today. I was I was privileged to be a part of Pastor Simon's uh, class, and uh, I believe it's it's kind of geared towards new new people coming into the church, and it was very good. And so the uh, one of the topics that came up was about the gift of the Holy Ghost and the gift of tongues, and then so in some some discussion went on about that about when the difference between the initial uh, evidence of receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost and then tongues that Paul speaks about later in 1 Corinthians 14 and so on. And I just wanted to talk about the gift of the Holy Ghost if we could. So, number one, um, God gave many gifts and he's, and he's given out gifts both naturally and supernaturally. So, um, there are uh, many different talents in the flesh and there's also many gift, uh, spiritual gifts that, um, you can't necessarily see on the outside, but, but, uh, through the Spirit, God begins to operate and, and give people uh, different things. So anyway, the gift of the Holy Ghost is the initial thing that number one we must receive the gift of the of and the baptism of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in other tongues, to be brought into the fold of his of his body. Now um, I know in today's world you have a lot of people that uh, do not do not believe that they they believe that you can just uh, enter into the church through the simple uh, repentance. Or there's some that you are baptized into a church congregation, and that's how you become a member. Um, so there's a lot of different ideas on that. But I like to look at what does the Bible say? What does the Bible teach us? So, um, number one, we have to look at each writer. And when, when we're reading the epistles, we have to look at who is the subject. What's, who's the subject of this? Who's he talking to? Is he talking to people that are a part of the church? Is he talking to people that are not a part of the church? So those are some some key indicators of what it is that God is talking about or God is using Paul to speak about or Peter or whoever it may, may be. But we must understand that that the, um, the epistles, that the, the subject, the people that he's talking to there, is these are people that are a part of the church already. And the in the book of Acts, when it talks about the action of the apostles and what took place and how that they received the gift of the Holy Ghost, these are... This book is written to everyone and is for everyone and that we can understand how that they did things. Um, in the, well, what the apostles did, it's, it's pretty simple. It's, it's pretty straightforward. So we don't find, um, how to gain salvation in the epistles. We find instruction to the churches. So if anything, those are uh, ways to, to pastor things that we're dealing with and things that were arising in different churches and then how that Paul was dealing with them and instruction was given. So, but for instruction to be given to a church, they first had to be the church. So then the question would be, how are we the church? And the answer to that is, is we must receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the gift of the Holy Ghost is what brings us in. It's God's Spirit uh, dwelling inside of us. Now, the only way we can do that is we know we know that we've got to follow the plan of salvation, which is in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Um and we, then Peter said unto them, Repent, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, that's the, the, um, the initial sign of receiving the Holy Ghost is speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. That's the initial sign, and we see that happen many different times in the book of Acts. So we see that that is how that they understood that someone had received. We see that in Acts chapter 10 when uh, Cornelius receives the Holy Ghost with with Peter, his whole household. And Peter says that I knew they received the Holy Ghost because they spoke in tongues as we did. That's what he goes back and tells uh, the Jews in Jerusalem, and that's how they all came to the conclusion that they had received the Holy Ghost. So now they understand that it's not just for Jews, it's for Gentiles, 
and so on. They're fulfilling what Jesus told them they would fulfill in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and in in that where he says that you're going to be witnesses of me in uh, Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, uttermost parts of the world. So, the receiving of the gift of the Holy Ghost is is something that that God has for everybody who wants it. It's not uh, in it's not something that's inclusive to only only certain few or only someone the super spiritual or so on. But it's for anybody that wants it. But anybody that want it bad enough to repent and to be baptized, and that's how we re, um, that's how we retain it. It's through living for God. It's so it's not a something that we just get one time and then we're good, but it's something that we must continue to go to. So anyhow, um, so that's really, and that's kind of a long introduction to what I want to talk about. But uh, it recognizing what, what gifts God gives to us and, and how that they operate is, is so vitally important to how that we um, are used the correct way in our local congregations. God gives, because um, you talk, um, Paul talks about different gifts in First Corinthians chapter twelve. He talks about the the gifts of the spirit, and some people get here this this gift of tongues and interpretation. They get it confused with the initial evidence of speaking in tongues, and then he talks about in First Corinthians chapter fourteen about um, uh, he he talk he gives more um, more information on on that particular subject, and people get this so confused about where it is. Um, where does the speaking in other tongues come into play in my walk with God today? But it's it's actually uh, it's something that we must get right. We have to get this right in our walk with God. And then, so I want to talk about this. I want to talk about having an understanding of the gift of the Holy Ghost in us. So we already read Acts chapter two, verse thirty-eight. This um, greatest gift that God could ever give to anybody, to mankind, is Him coming and dwelling in us and dwelling in us people, and making us a part of Him. This is how we become a part of, 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 of the body of Christ. This is how we become the active church here on this earth. This is how that we are used in the correct way that God would have us to be used. And we can't really have the understanding of God that we need unless we have the gift of the Holy Ghost. Without the gift of the Holy Ghost, our eyes are darkened, our, they're blinded, our ears are deaf to God's voice the way that they really should be. Now, I know God draws and God calls people, and He calls people out of darkness. He, he gives them understanding, but to have a true understanding and knowledge of the Scriptures, we must receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so the gift of the Holy Ghost is still for us today. It's still for anybody who wants it, but there are things that are required of us. We have to repent. We have to be baptized in Jesus' name according to the Scripture. Otherwise, we're not being obedient to what the Scripture tells us to do. So... Number one thing that, that happens with the gift of the Holy Ghost is we have, um, we have a deliverance. We have salvation. We become debt-free from the sins that we have carried our whole life. And that comes through repentance, the dying out of our sin. The greatest miracle anybody can ever receive in this life is the gift of the Holy Ghost. A lot of people say that miracles don't happen today. I've been around folks that say that, that God doesn't do the miraculous anymore. He doesn't do miraculous healing. He doesn't... He doesn't set people free. He doesn't heal blinded eyes. Well, I've seen the miraculous with my own eyes. I have witnessed these things in people's lives, and I have received the gift of the Holy Ghost myself. So to tell me and I witness that these things don't occur, I mean, you're, you're talking to the wrong person. I know we have many, many witnesses of this and uh, many believers in this, but the, the thing is, is God wants there to be even more. He, he has this gift for everybody. It's the free gift. It's not something that you can... 
check off enough boxes and receive, and you finally get it. But it's something that he gives. I believe that it, it was you, uh, Pastor Simons, that were talking about you went for about nine months or so before you received to get the Holy Ghost, couldn't quite figure it out, and then then you finally got it. it maybe maybe it was uh, having a mind made up to determine that you're just going to serve God no matter what the case may be, and then God filled you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I don't know. We, we don't always know the answer of why someone that's seeking doesn't get it right then. But we do know that God does still fill people with the Holy Ghost. It's of a necessity that we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's not an option. Many different um, churches today, or religious organizations, they they come um, from the from the angle that God will give it to, to some and not to others, or it's not for everyone. You know, it's only for certain individuals, or um, it, it's just something that that He does kind of when He wants to do it. But we don't. We don't look at it that way. God fills anybody who wants to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He fills the hungry. He fills the thirsty. Anybody that is willing to give up their old lifestyle and to receive what God has for them, God wants to give it to them. So um, this gift of the Holy Ghost is the foundation of which all the other gifts that you read about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 operate on. Number one, you're not going to have uh, and be able to operate in the gift of faith, the gift of wisdom, uh, the the gift of a word of knowledge, and so on, the gift of healings. You're not going to be able to operate in those things unless you have initially received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Because who was Paul talking to when he wrote the book of Corinthians? To the church at Corinth. So that's he was talking to people that had already been entered into the fold of the church. They were already a part. Well, how did they become a part? They obeyed. The, what Peter preached here in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. And we see that that's not the only place that he preached that same message. But this was the initiation, if you will, into the church. So it's important that we understand who the writers are talking to um, when, when we're talking about this. And then you see also in First Peter chapter 4, Peter also makes reference to this as well. He says in First Peter chapter 4, verse number 10, now, he says uh, right here, as every man hath received the gift. Well, what gift is he talking about? He's talking about the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, so then the question will be, well, does every man receive the gift? No. Who is he talking to? So then you have to go over to the beginning of what he's writing here. And it says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, uh, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bith- Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience, and the sprinkling of blood of Jesus Christ, grace be unto you, and peace be multiplied. So he's talking to people that are in the church. He, he's talking to people that had obeyed the gospel. And the gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and the, the infilling of the gift of the Holy Ghost and the newness of life. So we can't just randomly pick out scriptures and build doctrine on a scripture here and a scripture there. There has to be, the, we have to understand where who it's speaking to, why it's being spoken, and then we can build a good foundation of doctrine. We have to look at it as a whole picture, not as an individual unit. It's when we start picking and choosing different scriptures that we like, that's when everything gets off kilter, and then we start looking as the gift of the Holy Ghost is just some something that God chooses to give here, or it's just the gift of tongues, or it's just um, this this understanding of, of this one particular scripture, and we're going to build our whole doctrine on this, and not really have a general knowledge of what the Bible says. We can't do that. 
we have to understand who God is speaking to when he wrote the book. When he, when he's, who is this writer talking to? Why is he speaking it like this? What's going on in their lives? And when we begin to look at it like that, we, then we're not just picking out a scripture and building our whole life on one particular scripture. We can't build our whole life on Acts 2.38. You gotta look at everything they did. I know that's our, that can be our favorite scripture sometimes. You know, and it's a great scripture. It's the initial message at, when, on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost first fell. But, we also need to look, if we're gonna be students of the Word of God, we need to look everywhere. We need to look, alright, let's just make sure. Do you wanna be right? Or you just, you just wanna be popular with, with people that are apostolic? And that, and that becomes the question. What do we wanna do? Do we wanna be right? You know, I wanna be right. I wanna make sure that what I'm preaching, what I believe, is right according to the Word of God. More than anything else. So I've gotta make sure that when I read, when I preach, when I study, that I'm doing it the right way. So we can't randomly pick and choose different scriptures to make them fit into us when what we're supposed to be doing is fit ourselves into this. We're supposed to mold ourselves after the Word of God. Too often we become guilty of picking the scriptures that we like and we make everything about that scripture. Oh, well, this one here, I, I like that one, so I'm just going to grab that one and make that one mine. When God's like, hey, look, i got a whole list of other things here that we're ignoring. Because we ignore those because it goes against our flesh. It goes against our preconceived idea. It goes against our tradition. It goes against what mom and dad taught us. It goes against what grandma and grandpa taught us or whatever it may be. And we can't do that. I was speaking to um, someone not too long ago. And um, they were having a hard time with with the, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Understanding the gift of the Holy Ghost. They wanted to believe it. They, they wanted to believe that it's for us today. And they wanted to believe it because just uh, a month prior to that, they had just received it. And so, they, but now they, um, now they're trying to, now they're trying to debunk it, if you will. They're trying to make the Bible, um, fit into their religion, into what they believe. Now, uh, I don't know if it's okay to me to say what, what religion they, they, they had, uh, grew up as, as Lutheran. So very, very strong Lutheran. And I believe that they love the Lord. You know, they really did. They love God. And then, um, they receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We have an evangelist that comes through. They, they receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You can see the countenance change. You can see everything happening in their life. And then starts rejecting it because, well, well, what about my grandma and grandpa? Well, what about um, my mom and dad and, and, you know, uncle, whoever it is that, that passed away? And all of this weight begins to come down on them. Because they think, well, what if they died without this? But they loved God, and I knew who they were, and they were good people. And then we tried to make amends for that. We tried to make it easier for the people to get into heaven. Because, well, we don't want anybody. Naturally, we don't want anybody to go to hell. Because if we want them to go to hell, we know that that same judgment can come on us. So we, we try to make it easy for people. That's what people do. But none of us can really do that and get away with it. Because what we have to stand against is the Word of God. The Word of God is the standard here, not us. Not my idea of it, not how I think it, or um, my interpretation of it, or anything like that. But it is the standard on which we will all be judged. So we have to get this one thing right. So there's not going to be a, uh, when, you know, when we, when we go to, go to heaven, there's not going to be a group of apostolics over here, and a group of Lutherans over there, and a group of Baptists over here, and a group of Catholics. That's not how it's going to work. There's not a bunch of different separations, but it's only going to be to those that have obeyed the gospel. 
We have to obey the gospel. So obedience is is has to be in me. You know, it has to be in me that I obey what the word of God says. Jesus said, "Why do you say that you love me, but then you you don't do the things that I tell you? You don't you don't follow my commandments." Now I'm paraphrasing all that, but you 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 say you love me, but yet you don't listen to me. You you say you love me, but but you you want to live your own life, and and that's that's this world today, uh, Pastor Simons. That so many people say they love the Lord, but we still want to live our own life. We still want to do our own thing. When God's saying, "Hey, look, if you really love me, then obey. If you really love me, obey what my word says." You have to repent. You have to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now. So some, and then the question would be with this particular person I was talking to was says, well, we're taught that we, we, we receive the Holy Ghost and much like Catholics at, at confirmation. And then so we were confirmed, we received the gift of the Holy Ghost and then we're in, you know, there's no real evidence uh, of, of this gift. It's no speaking in other tongues. There's nothing that really happens. And, you know, when we look at gift of tongues, like it used to happen, but it doesn't happen anymore. You know, so, um, but and because of that tradition that's taught, people have this false idea or this false hope in believing that they've received something that they have, haven't. Then on top of that, even further is, is when we believe that way and we, we don't really follow what the Word of God tells us and then we kind of make up our own way. And that's really what's happened is people have made up their own way because somewhere along the path, people got away from obedience to the Word of God and just started believing kind of what we wanted to believe because it's easier. And because it, our own way doesn't require us to be obedient. It doesn't require us to change. And it doesn't require any evidence in our life. And that's, that's the thing, is following God and, and keeping the Holy Ghost, once we receive it, keeping the Holy Ghost requires evidence. It requires evidence in our walk with God. There has to be some type of fruit that takes place. It's the fruit of the Spirit starts operating in us, and it starts cleaning out all these things that we don't need anymore. Now, I know I'm a little bit all over the place <laughs> tonight. Yeah, but, well, um, it's a great topic tonight. Um, everybody listening, we're probably going to take a break and play a song, but um, I've got uh, so many things in my mind want to I want to say, but I want to <laughs> listen to this guy too. Good to have uh, Billy listening over in the Philippines. It's morning to him. Good to have him tied in. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. All his people rejoice When the king reigns His people rejoice All his people rejoice When the king is reigning in your heart His people rejoice And they all break forth with joy and gladness At the sounding of his voice So let him reign When the sun shines, his people rejoice, all his people rejoice. When the sun is shining in your heart, his people rejoice, 
they all break forth with joy and gladness at the sounding of his voice. So let him shine, shine, shine. Let him shine down in your heart. Let him shine, shine, shine in your heart. In your Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, good to have you with us. Uh, some of you are texting like, are you there? They don't know who that guy talking was, did you? Uh, we've got uh, Pastor Warren Joyce from Life Point. Let's see, I got that written down here. Life Point Sanctuary in Moorhead, Minnesota. We were just invaded in the studio by a bunch of uh, groupies that have come to um, hang out with us. Uh, the people that came into the studio, um, they like us. You know, they, they like us, so they follow us around, apparently. Brother Joyce is talking about the uh, baptism of the Holy Ghost, the difference between the speaking in tongues as a sign of that, and also the gift of tongues. He's got so much information, I'm going to just let him go at it. Go ahead. All right, well, thank you, Pastor Simons. Um, well, I'm going to say something here that is, it's, not meant to, it's not meant to offend anyone, but it, it may be considered controversial, but... Um, but Without the gift of the Holy Ghost, you can't have a real understanding of anything in the Word of God. Without it, you you are walking blindly. Now, I'm going to 
clarify that a little bit. Now you can have, God can be drawing you and you can be gaining understanding, but it's when we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, is when our eyes can become opened to what the Lord is trying to tell us and what God, what, what His Word is really all about. Up until that point, we are, we are searching in the darkness, trying to figure our way. And then once we receive the Holy Ghost, our eyes become open. Now, in, um, I'm going to read some scripture here in, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning verse 7 says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for him or for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. Capital S there. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of this world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So, so here we go. We, we can't really have a true understanding of what the Scripture is saying, what God is saying to man through His Word without the gift of the Holy Ghost. Up until that point, now, so, so we have, uh, let, let me back up there. In, so what, what happened is, what, why did, why did this take place? If we look at Isaiah chapter 6, verse number 10, let me turn there real quick. You see that, um, here, um, the Lord is, is calling out and he's, he needs a man and, and, and Isaiah's the man. He says, use me, Lord. And then in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 10, it says, God tells this to him. It says, now, make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy. And shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert, and be healed. So, who is it that made us blind unto God's word? It was God. Why? Why would God do that? So that we can't come to Him unless He draws us. Unless He pulls us. Unless He sends for us. Because God wanted it to be some only for the hungry, only for the thirsty. He didn't come to fill those that were already filled. He came to fill the hungry. He came to fill the thirsty. Now, his call goes out to anybody who wants him. And that's the key. Do we want him? Do we want him? Do we recognize a need for God? So God shut the eyes. He, he blinded the eyes of his own people so that they wouldn't, they wouldn't see him anymore. So they couldn't understand him. And it's not until we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost do we gain true understanding that we really gain any more of God. Now, I know it goes a lot deeper than that, of a lot more than what we are going to have time to talk about tonight. But anyway, we can't have a clear understanding of God's Word until we are filled with His Spirit. Now, in John, um, John chapter 3, uh, in very, very familiar passage here, where John is spe- or, or Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus, and in John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So he can't have an understanding of the kingdom of God. And what is born again there? Well, we understand and know that born again is to re- to die, number one, to repent, 
and then be baptized, be buried, and then to receive the Holy Ghost as newness of life. Paul talks about that in Romans chapter 6. And so we're buried with Jesus in, in, in a baptism. That's when we become buried. Our old sins are, are all buried in that. And then we can come up with newness of life. We only receive newness of life through the gift of the Holy Ghost. And up until that point, we are wandering around blind and unable to see, unable to understand the things of God, unable to understand the ways of God. It's the gift of the Holy Ghost that gives us the power of understanding. Without that, without that, we can really have no knowledge of God. We know there is a God. It's, it's, it's innate. It's in all of us that there is an empty space for God because God created us and created us for that purpose. We are created that we would turn to God. That's why we have that emptiness in each one of us. That's why that is there. It's that drive to push us to something. Some people replace God with they play, replace God with education. They replace God with career. They replace God with, with family. They replace God with all these different things. But that drive that pushes us to do things is God himself. God put, this, put that in us that we would seek after him, that we would try to, to relieve ourselves of that blindness. And when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, our eyes are opened. And it's the most beautiful thing that can happen to anybody. Anybody that receives the gift of the Holy Ghost, it is the most powerful thing. It's the greatest miraculous event that happens on this planet, and it happens every single day all over the world. People are receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. So you come too late to tell this guy that God doesn't fill people with the Holy Ghost today, and it's not done through um, through the gift of, of receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost through the evidence of speaking in other tongues. You've come too late to tell me because I've spoken in other tongues. I, I, I've seen people uh, speak in other tongues. I have heard others speak in tongues. God still does this. This is the way. There is no other way. There is no other way that God fills people with the Holy Ghost. Now, that might get some folks back up when they hear things like that. Well, uh, well, I believe that I'm just a good person. That I, I received it when um, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Well, I'm sorry, but according to the Word of God, that's not true. So it, it doesn't matter what preacher, it doesn't matter what person says something different than that. We have to go back to the Word of God. If we are Bible-believing people, if we believe the Bible, if we believe there is a God at all, then what are we basing that on? Well, just some random idea that there's a God and that He just kind of loves us randomly and then we just kind of get to make our own way and, 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 and fight our way through this life and just be a good person and we're all going to get to heaven one day? Well, that's... That we have nothing to base that on. We we the only reason why we even know God's existence is because of His Word. That's how we have any understanding of Him at all. And what little bit of understanding in our flesh is so limited if we don't have the gift of the Holy Ghost, then we base it all on our natural feeling. We base it all on our natural understanding and what someone has told us. But what God is wanting us to do is wanting to elevate people to this understanding of, hey, look, there's a lot more of me than what you've allowed me to be. There's a whole lot more of me that you're missing. And he said, I want to fill you with my spirit. Why, why did Jesus, did, when Jesus said that there's a comforter that's going to come and in John chapter 14 and in these different places in John when, when he's saying, hey, look, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm, I'm the comforter's going to come. Hey, hey, I'm with you now, but I'm going to be in you. What, what did he mean by those things? You know, and that's the beauty of it is the Holy Ghost is still 
for us. It is the most powerful thing on this planet, the gift of the Holy Ghost. And, a, and, and someone that has dedicated their life to God, that has received the gift of the Holy Ghost, nothing can stop them. No, no amount of trouble, no amount of persecution, nothing can stop them. Now, repentance alone, Pastor Simons, is very powerful. It is. It changes people's lives. Uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, Narcotics Anonymous, and so on, they, they, they build, they have built their whole system on repentance, on changing. And that repentance alone is great and it's powerful, but repentance alone doesn't get us to heaven. It doesn't get us there. Baptism, is extremely powerful. We do those things. Those are the two things that we can do. So those are in our control. We can be baptized and we can repent, but we can't get the Holy Ghost without God. It, that's something that's supernatural. Only He can do it. So it's something that takes place separate and apart from rep- repentance and baptism. Now you can receive the Holy Ghost um, without being baptized. We, we find evidence in the book of Acts for that, and we know many people have done that, but it's still a necessity that we get baptized that, so that we come in accordance and obedience to what the Word of God teaches us. But the, those things by themselves, though powerful, they don't complete the package. The package is complete. The, the salvation is complete once we have done those things. And actually, well, no, I can't get into that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> almost uh, went down a rabbit trail there. I, I can't do that. So, but we, we've got to have repentance. We've got to have baptism in Jesus' name. And then God fills us with the gift of the Holy Ghost when, when, we're, when we're ready to receive it. I've seen people come in uh, to churches and um, they come up and the call is given, uh, an altar call is given, and they come and they repent and they receive the gift of the Holy Ghost just like that. Then there are others that have sought it for, for even years, and then finally they get the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why? I don't know. That's a good question. I wish I had the answer to that because then everybody would get it as soon as they can. <laughs> but, I, but I don't have that answer. So if you have that answer, why don't you, why don't you text in and, and let us know what that is. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think that we're going to get that text tonight. And I, I really believe that there's something that, that only God can do. God, God gives us the Holy Ghost. It's not a man coming up. And the gift of the Holy Ghost is not someone saying, you know what, just just repeat after these uh, these strange words and you're going to receive the Holy Ghost. That's not the Holy Ghost. It's something that God does. And, that, and that's it. And, and, that, and I think that's really the key here is, is we can repent. That's something I have the ability to do. I can repent. I can turn from my sin. I can get baptized. But for me to receive the Holy Ghost, it, rely, it, it requires me to rely on God. And that's the key. Warren Joyce and the Pastor Warren Joyce in the studio with us tonight, talking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Acts nineteen. The question is, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? We'll play a little song here by Lance Appleton. Uh, appreciate all the people texting in tonight. I don't really have the time to read all your names, but uh, I'm so glad that you're texting in tonight. Be right back after this song. He's in the Lord. He's gonna see me Refuge in the Lord is gonna see me through. Well, it's so simple, it's easy, been working since the world was new. I find my refuge in the Lord, He's gonna see me through. I find my refuge in the Lord. Gonna see me through. 
Well, it's so simple, it's easy, just follow what he says to do. What Jesus said to Nicodemus, he's gonna say to you. Cause what he said to Nicodemus, well, it sure is true. You got to be born of the water, got to be born of the spirit too. Listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have you. Honored to have you listening tonight. We've got um, good stuff coming in on text. Uh, they're they're wanting to throw Pastor Bob out and get this brother Joyce to take over the program, but he's going to be leaving town, so you're going to be stuck with me. Brother Jones is listening. We got uh, Ben Yoder listening, Pennsylvania. Jody and her kids are listening, and Harvey. We got the Matherns listening. Ella Nolan, Caleb, Autumn, and Hunter. Their mom and dad. Hey, Timothy's listening. I wonder if his wife's listening. Um, Eliana, she listening up there. Good to have all of you, all the all these people texting in. I'm not going to get everybody, but I gave a shout-out to some. We've got a Pastor Warren Joyce from uh, Pentecostal Church in Moorhead, and he is talking about the gift, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, same thing. Go ahead and keep on talking. All right. Well, you have, uh, I want to read here in John chapter 14. I referenced this scripture earlier, but I want to go ahead and read it. John chapter 14, verse 26, and this is the words of Jesus, says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. So Jesus giving the promise of what was to come. And now the understanding of this, uh, his disciples didn't quite get it right then, but but Jesus is, is kind of letting them know this is going to be taking place. This is this is what's happening. So he's planting the seed of that. Now, and you go over in, in uh, chapter 15, and this, the, in verse 26, it says, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, 
which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. So we see him talking about it again. This comforter is going to come. Then in, he gives, he, he gives understanding to this later, says the comforter is the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then when he gives, um, instruction, and we see this before Jesus' ascension, you, you have several different places of, or accounts of this instruction that Jesus gives to his disciples. And then you, one of these accounts is in, um, in Acts chapter 1, and this, he gives instruction to them and tells them, look, go, tarry and wait, because the promise is coming. And this, this promise is what, what everybody before this point, um, Jesus, the, the coming of Jesus Christ in, uh, in the flesh, when God robed himself in flesh, he came to this earth for the redemption of mankind. It was the culmination of this promise, of, of what God was, was, was doing. Why he created a people, why he did all of these things from the fall of man back in the garden. This is what God's doing. He's like, okay, I've been working on this. The plan is finally coming to fruition. It, I've allowed time. I've allowed all this to take place for this moment in time. It was for the redemption of mankind and the redemption of mankind was, was completed and it, it happened when Jesus, uh, when, when he stretched his arms out wide willingly on a cross, gave up that body to be sacrificed and to and to to take on the sin of the world so that we could be free from sin how do we become free from sin without the comforter without the gift of the holy ghost we repentance alone it it allows us the or it, what it does is we recognize sin we recognize our guilt in sin and then we repentance helps us change from sin now we can stop sinning but still go to hell you can stop sinning and still go to hell if you don't have the Holy Ghost. Yeah, and I know that's, I know that's, that draws a line. It draws a line and it's not a line in the sand that can be moved. That line is in stone. That line doesn't move. If we don't receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, then what, are, how are we going to get there? How do we become a part of who He is without His Spirit? How are we, how do we receive this comforter? How do we have it without the gift of the Holy Ghost? So it's the Holy Ghost is is what takes us from who we are and what what changes our our whole attitude our whole life it changes our spirit it 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 puts on a new name a new life a new body it gives us everything that we need to make it and if we don't receive the gift of the holy ghost then we are limiting ourselves to only living a life of repentance only living a life of death because that's the part of the gospel that you're following with repentance so yeah, you're walking around and, and there are many people that do this. Many people that live very consecrated and dedicated lives, dedicated to a religious rule or a religious creed that they have taken and they have allowed that to supersede the Word of God because men sometime, uh, hundreds of years ago or whenever it was wrote down a creed and they said, we're going to follow this creed rather than follow what the Word of God says because they're following what they can do only. Remember what I said earlier was we can repent. We can be baptized, but we can't fill ourselves with the Holy Ghost. We don't wake up in the morning and decide that we that we've got the Holy Ghost. It is an experience. It's something that takes place. It's something that that happens to us. In um, in John chapter one, where um, where in the beginning of this, um, it says in John chapter one, uh, verse number eleven. We'll start there. It says he came into his own, talking about Jesus. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. 
They had the power to become those that received him, even to them that believe on his name. So here's here's another argument point here is some people say, Well, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. I believe. I'm a believer. But our, so then you being a believer, you have the power to become his son his son. But are you? Are you a part of the body yet? Are you one of his children yet? My answer to you today would be if you have not received the Holy Ghost, then no. No, you are not his child. No, you are not a part of his family. You're not a part of it until you receive the Holy Ghost. You say, well, I believe on it. Well, and we know in James, uh, we say that the devils, they believe. They believe in one God. You, you say, if you believe in one God, you do well. The devils also believe and they fear and tremble. You know, they're, they're afraid because they know. They know their creator. They know him intimately. They know him very well. They once were in heaven with him and they were expelled because of iniquity. So they know him. They know him in, in the power of his judgment. They know, they understand that he is mighty. He's, he, they understand that all power is within him. And so, and what we do is we try to rely too much, Pastor Simons, on what we can do. How can, how can I be saved? What things can I do to be saved? When really, well, all we can do is we can repent. We can live a repented life. We can be baptized in Jesus' name. But to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost requires me to completely relinquish all control. It requires me to give up. It requires me to say, all right, God, I can't do it. I can't do it on my own. You have to do it. And when we, when we completely surrender, and you know, um, the old joke is when you're in the altar, you'll have one guy in your ear saying, hold on, and the other guy over here in the other ear saying, let go, and you know, you don't know which one to do. You gotta hold on and let go at the same time. Well, you know, it's kind of the truth. You do kind of have to hold on. You have to hold on to the truth of God and the understanding of, of what you've been taught, and you gotta let go of yourself. You gotta let go of, of, of every idea, of every concept, and you just gotta give up. You gotta give up to God and say, alright God, I'm gonna trust you. And that's when we receive the Holy Ghost. Most of the time, uh, and I know, I know I said that we, we don't really have the answer of why people don't receive the Holy Ghost, but, but really what happens is, is we're usually trying to hang on to some little thing somewhere, and we can't quite put a pinpoint on it. You know, until finally, we have some revelation through a preached word or, or, or through something, and, and we finally receive the gift of the Holy Ghost by completely surrendering to God. And that's what it's all about, completely surrendering to God. And when we surrender to God, then just like Paul, we say, for me to live is Christ. You know, for me to die is gain, but for me to live is Christ. Because it's Him. It, my life is about Him. That's how come we can go through things that seem like impossibilities and still hold our head up high it's through the power of the Holy Ghost. You just live a repentant life. You just live death. You just live like that, and it makes it hard to lift up your head. It makes it hard to go through the things that you're going through without the gift of the Holy Ghost. But when you get the Holy Ghost, when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, that is, it is the, the greatest single thing that can happen to anybody on this planet. And I wish everybody, if it was up to me, everybody would get the Holy Ghost. But it's not up to me. You know, because really it's up to you. It's up to you as an individual if you're going to get it or not. God's not saying it's only for this one and only for that one. God's saying it's only for those who obey. It's only for those who will obey me. And the first step in that obedience is repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Right. You know, um, just adding to that, we just have a few minutes left on the program. This is Pastor Bob Simons. Uh, 
with Pastor Warren Joyce from Moorhead, Minnesota. You know, um, if you're listening tonight and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and maybe you think you don't need it, here's my question to you. If if God has got something more for you than you've received already, are you interested? Like, does if God has got something for you that that is more, that uh, will help you, that will help you serve him, are you interested? Right. Because if you're not interested, then you might have well should have just shut the program off right away. <laughs> you know, if you're like, well, I'm just happy with what I've got. But see, with God, and even was brought out in our Sunday school class today, even after you've received the baptism of of the Holy Ghost, um, that's just the beginning. Now we're walking in the Spirit. Right. So we we keep staying in the Spirit. Um, you know, we don't have time to talk about what it means to be full of the Holy Ghost. That's interesting. Uh, they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and other places in the Bible says they were full of the Holy Ghost and with joy. I mean, there, there's a apparently a level that you can have. You can be walking around uh, just like the maybe the five foolish virgins had let their oil run low. They were maybe at one time were full of the Holy Ghost, but right. all of a sudden now they've let that go run low. But just um, if you're listening tonight, Pastor Bob Simons, the New Life Pentecostal Church. 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. We also have Sunday morning services at 10. We have uh, at Hardy's, we have a men's Bible study, 6 o'clock Friday morning, if you want to come to that. We have churches in the area. We have Church in Beach that has a Wednesday night and a Sunday morning service, or Church in Bowman that has a, a Wednesday night and a Sunday morning service. In Beulah, we've got some Beulah People here in the studio, they have church Wednesday night, Sunday mornings. Uh, in fact, there's a lady listening in Bowman tonight who, after one of these broadcasts one uh, a while back, she made up her mind she was going to receive the Holy Ghost and received it all by herself at awesome. home. Yes. So that's exciting. Uh, Brother Joyce, could you end the program tonight by just praying for our listening audience and uh, just praying that God will work in their lives? Go ahead. Absolutely. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you've given us. God, we pray that your word is, is making a difference in someone's life right now. God, and I pray that every listener, everyone that has not received the gift of the Holy Ghost, I pray, God, that you would open their eyes to this, that you would help them, to help them to understand the necessity of receiving your spirit. God, and I ask you to fill them up, Lord. Fill them up until they overflow. Change their life completely. Lord, and I pray for those who have received it. I pray that they would always return back to the well, that they would keep going back over and over again, God, open our eyes to your word like never before. God, give us great revival in this land. We need you more today than we've ever needed you before. And Lord, and I thank you for all that you do in us, and we give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Joyce, for being with us, and uh, it's been a blessing that you could come down. And, and the rest of you, tune in next Sunday night for another Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. God bless. Your soul and your spirit 
always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.